so bad, I could tell. <laughs> it's my first night sleeping in my bed. All right, I need a, I need a, hold on. Let me uh, just double check these settings, make sure they're, sometimes it switches it on me. Okay, now I'm ready. First night sleeping in my own bed in three nights. I'm tired. I understand. Two. What's up, everybody? It's Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. The Power Ranking Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, and I'm pleased to be joined with at Marcus underscore Mosher. Right to the point. Just not even messing around. I like it. No, I'm not, because I know you want to just get to pudding, bro. So a couple things going on in the football world tonight. Most notably, the Colts really were game tonight. Heck of a football game. Who's your favorite primetime team this year besides the Colts? Denver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me just give you some Colts stats. Are you ready? Do you, you want some yeah. fun Colts stats? Actually, no. I don't want you to give them to me yet because two things. One, we should mention that Nathaniel Hackett got fired today. If you guys did not see the news, the head coach of the Broncos fired before his first season is even completed. Only the fourth time that's ever happened to a rookie head coach, most notably recently Urban Meyer. Before that, Bobby Petrino of the Falcons in 2007. Uh, Russell Wilson, they asked him for a comment. He said, Broncos country, let's ride. Um, But before we get to the Colts and the Broncos, and I do want your Colts numbers. I want to know how your Christmas was. What gifts you get? Uh, Got a lot of different gifts. I'm trying to think of my favorite. Oh, my brother got me an electric toothbrush that I was really excited about. So approved by the American Dental Association. Oh, of course. I've got a gift I think you'll approve of. Okay. So I got two football books for Christmas. I haven't gotten football books for Christmas in forever, but here I'm going to show you one of them. Okay. This is an audio-only podcast, but yes, please, please show me. Oh, Swagger by Jimmy Johnson. That's a good book. You've read it? Uh, I've read like the first three chapters of it. Okay, it's a memoir. Yeah. I took a memoir writing class at UCLA. It was really interesting. Uh, I like memoirs. So I am uh, I'm looking forward to reading that because I'm a big Jimmy Johnson fan. And uh, he left an indelible mark on the game, as we saw by the Colts tonight, what drafting great players can do for you. <laughs> Sweet transition, bro. (laughs) So that's where I want to start. So I've never done this with you, but I'm going to give you dealer's choice of who the worst team is in the league, but I'm only giving you two choices. Okay. It's either the Broncos or the Colts. Who is the worst team in pro football right now? Because I think this is really debatable. First of all, that's not fair because I think there's another team that deserves to be in that group that you that you did not mention. Is it the Cardinals? No, I think it's the Bears. I did not put the Bears there, no. Well, at least you didn't say the Texans this week. No, I mean, the Bears are atrocious. If it wasn't for Justin Fields making like four or five plays a game, they would be the, the most boring team in the league to watch. They're 3-12. and 12. Uh, they are in my bottom five, if it makes you feel better. They've that lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight games. And nobody seems to care. Uh, I care. In fact, I care so much. I'm going to drop them one rank just to please you. 
hold on. Cause I was debating this anyway. So I'm actually kind of glad you said this. So now I have them at 29. Perfect. Okay. But your choices are the Colts and the Broncos. Broncos. I'm not even sure it's all that close. That's what I have. I have the Broncos written down here. I, I think after what happened today, um, you didn't watch the abomination well, on Sunday. Thankfully. And I feel like that's a really good side because, I mean, Elliot, you know that I like to watch football. I, even at my Christmas parties, I was watching, you know, every play of Packers, uh, Dolphins. Yeah. I didn't watch a single snap of Broncos Rams. Well, it's don't worry. First, I got you covered. <laughs> it's the first, like, standalone game this year that I have not, like, purposely sat down and watched from start to finish. I No interest. No interest at all in watching that game. Let me tell you how brutal this was. Okay. Russell Wilson throws two bad interceptions in the first quarter. Okay. May have even been the first two drives, like literally the first quarter. Rams get off to to a big lead. They're up 17 to three. Then they push it to 24 to three because the Broncos literally could not cover Tyler Higby. Let me repeat that. The Broncos with what was arguably the best defense in the league for part of this year could not handle Tyler Higby. By the way, the Rams were playing their backup wide receivers, a quarterback that's been on the team for two weeks and the legendary cam Akers in the backfield. And they couldn't stop them. Uh, They were up 31 to six at half. They were up 44 to six in the uh, beginning of the fourth quarter. And the Rams slammed on the brakes. The Broncos got a touchdown drive. Okay, with Russell Wilson and um, who's your favorite? Jerry Judy celebrated like he was the man. Very reminiscent of 2002 Antonio Bryant. Whoa. Dunking the ball over the goalpost when the Cowboys were down 35 to nothing. Uh, I know you remember that. Yeah, it's 44 to 14, bro. 44 to 14. They pull Russell Wilson because I think he got past the hallowed ground of 200 yards passing. So they bring in Brett Rippon, who throws one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen ever. Pick six, 51 to 14. Uh, so 51 to 14, Russell Wilson pulled in the fourth quarter. And after the game, Russell Wilson says, Marcus? Broncos country. That's right. Actually, to be fair, what he said was, he as he was walking off the podium, he says, Bronco country. And you can just faintly hear him say, that's right. <laughs> Seriously, that happened. He like he, he he tapped the podium like all right thanks guys Broncos country that's right oh my gosh fifty one to fourteen with the Rams slamming the brakes in the fourth quarter uh, that was your summary of the game they are the worst team in the league they now have an interim head coach for the final two games of the season uh, if we transition from them Marcus to the Colts they got beat twenty to three tonight uh, they started Nick Foles which. Uh, uh, yet another quarterback for them uh, starting this year uh, after the Sam Ellinger uh, experiment, after the Matt Ryan start, then Matt Ryan bench, then Matt Ryan bench again. Um, What do they do? I'm sure Jeff Saturday is not going to be the head coach next year. They've had the worst. uh, Jim Irsay said before the game, he said, don't be surprised if Saturday is our coach. Okay, great. They blew the biggest lead in NFL history. Uh, this year, and uh, their record is terrible. Uh, I don't know how it gets better from here. So, 
you mentioned the Broncos who had an awful day passing. They still averaged 5.8 yards per pass uh, on Sunday. The Colts on 36 dropbacks, Elliot, averaged 2.9 yards per pass <laughs> attempt on Monday Night Football. I'm going to pull a Marcus. To be fair, to be fair, a bunch of those Broncos yards came when the Rams were literally just letting them complete eight-yard balls over the middle, tackling them and say, fine, spend six minutes scoring a touchdown. We just want to get out of here without anyone hurt. We're ready to go home for Christmas. Yeah, let's uh, let's start talking about these teams because I do not want to spend any more time on the Colts. Sean McVay wanted to go home, take his shirt off, get the, <laughs> sit get by the pool. pool, have a Pinot, right? Yeah, get a couple delt raises in. Yeah, He did not want to sit there on the sideline. Heck of a game, by the way, for Baker Mayfield and Sean McVay. Um, yeah, they're not quitting on the year, so good for them. Uh, okay, number 30, I've got the Arizona Cardinals. I still think this team's in terrible shape. They were game the other night against Tampa Bay with Trace McSorley, but I, I still think the front office, the head coach situation, um, I, I think this team is just in bad shape. And the guy that was making plays for them – was J.J. Watt. I was going to say, he was awesome. J.J. Watt was was in year 12. You know, it's not the young players. Um, I I don't know what to do with these Cardinals. I mean, they're not good, but you're right. J.J. Watt, I think, was my biggest takeaway. He he looked really, really good uh, on Sunday. He's a Hall of Famer. I think that's oh, yeah. I, I think that's a done deal, no matter what. Uh, at least in my book, twenty nine, the team you lobbied for, the Bears. I could make a case that the Cardinals are better than the Bears. I don't think the Bears quite have the upheaval going on within the organization. The Cardinals do. The Bears aren't saddled with a franchise quarterback. Their franchise quarterback is actually one of the only guys making plays for them right now. Yeah, and if the if the draft started today, they would have the number two pick, and they need it. They've got to fix that defense. At number 28, I have the Houston Texans. Now, I know you wanted me to have them last for the longest time, but I think they're no longer cute. In other words, they're, they have played several weeks of really quality football, and they got a win this week, man. They got a win, and it didn't hurt their draft position. Now it's just, are they going to be able to keep that number one pick their next two games? They're going to play Jacksonville this week, which is probably a loss. Yeah. And then at the Colts to finish the season like that might decide whether they have the number one pick or not. Interesting thing there is they did beat Jacksonville this year in Jacksonville and they tied the Colts in week one. So uh, that's that's a really interesting one. Maybe Lovey Smith will screw that up. But the thing is, they more than any of these teams like Chicago and Seattle and Arizona, like they've got to get that number one pick so they have the chance of drafting a quarterback. It's going to be really hard for this team to, to keep that number one spot, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, I get it. I get it. 27, a team that's not really going anywhere. They were very consistent early in the year. I, this was a close game, but the Atlanta Falcons, I think this is the right spot for them. Yeah, they've really fallen off over the last month and a half, right? I mean, yeah. that, that offense this week was so bad. Ritter was at least competent, but it's tough to watch them on offense. Yeah, it is, and it'll be interesting to see what they do next year in terms of personnel and what kind of decisions they make on Ritter, whether they think he's the guy. You know, they don't have a first-round pick invested in this guy. They have a third-round pick. They could certainly draft another quarterback if they would like, and their draft position will come into question over the next two weeks as well, depending on what they do. At 26, a team I could move higher. We just talked about the Rams. 
So Baker Mayfield, 24, 28 for 230 and two touchdowns. I watched this game, unfortunately. And uh, he throws the ball on time. By the way, Rams playing their two backup receivers, man. Mm-hmm. They're playing. Um, they were playing Atwell and uh, not Bilal Brandon, Powell. Brandon Powell. <laughs> Brandon Powell. Brandon yes, Powell. Bilal Powell, one of your all-time favorite fantasy players. Um, I just like the way they've competed. Uh, yeah, I, the Rams don't have the incentive to tank like some of these other teams do because they don't have a first-round pick. So I think Sean McVay is just going out there trying to win these games, and Baker's playing well. It's fun. Uh, good for them. And a lost season, the last two weeks have been at least fun for them. The last three weeks, it, excuse me. If for some reason Matt Stafford changed his mind and retired, if you're the Rams, do you roll the dice on going with Baker? Probably, because I'm not sure if you're going to have any other options, right? You don't have a first-round pick. You've got no cap space. Baker's cheap and probably the most likely option. So, yeah, I think that uh, that would make sense. And he's won two out of three. Their loss was in 15-degree weather in Green Bay. Yeah. So uh, at number 25, the Tennessee Titans, they have lost and lost and lost and lost, and they don't have their quarterback. I know this seems like an unfair ranking, but if we're talking about who's going to win a game tomorrow, I don't even know that Tennessee deserves to be this high because Houston just beat them. Remember that great game they played against the Packers on Sunday Night Football when they just completely dominated Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers? And mm-hmm. we were so excited about them. They've yeah. lost their last five games since then. And yeah. it seems like they're going to be benching a lot of guys on Thursday against Dallas. We could see a team lose six straight games and still make the playoffs. Yeah, because they, they've got the uh, matchup with the Jacksonville Jags uh, in Week 18, which will decide the AFC South. That's why they can afford to do so that. How, uh, how yeah. excited are you to watch Titans-Ravens at, well, I guess that would be like 10 a.m. your time on Saturday morning in round one of the playoffs? Not at all. <laughs> Malik Horrible uni- Tyler Huntley. Uh, Ravens team I don't like watching. Uh, two offenses that are bleh. Um, yeah, I no thank you. Um, sorry. Uh, go Ravens. Yay. 24. Give me the Carolina Panthers. They played really well under Steve Wilkes. I think he deserves the opportunity to keep that job, Marcus. And whether or not you think they're going anywhere, if they are going uh, anywhere, it would start by winning in Tampa Bay this weekend. Yeah, that's going to be difficult with some of the injuries that they had on defense. Uh, they signed Josh Josh Norman today. Remember? Yep. Remember Josh yep. Norman? Oh, of course. And with the idea of him starting this week against Tampa Bay. So kind of shows you the state of where their secondary is right now. Okay. I'm just saying this, but if if they win that game and they beat Tampa like they did last time, they beat him like a drum last time, 21 to 3. Now that was in Carolina. Steve Wilkes has got to get that job, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. If With their beat, current situation. Yeah. If they if they beat Tampa Bay, <clears throat> excuse me. But you know, at the same time, I we saw this play out last year, right? With Rich Passaccia. He won his last four games and the Raiders made the playoffs. They played well against the Bengals, and he still didn't keep the, keep that job. So I I guess I don't know. But the Raiders personnel was better than this Carolina team. Yes. You know, I think but he's the even, was also better as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at uh, 23, I've got those bucks. They beat the Cardinals. I put that in air quotes. They played a third string quarterback and uh, it 
it took overtime to do it. They looked awful on offense again. I tell you every week, everything just seems like a struggle. Everything. Um, the defense looked pretty good, but again, they're going against a third string quarterback and a Cardinals offense. It's been very hit or miss. Yeah. Everything is just like one beat off, right? Julio Jones opened in the end zone for a touchdown and Tom Brady yep. misses him. Uh, he throws a touchdown to Julio Jones and is taken back because of an illegal formation. Uh, they get a stop on defense and then there's an illegal contact call. It's just, everything's just a little bit off with this team yet. They're going to host a playoff game and probably win in round one. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I keep hearing, you know, like Tom Brady gets the ball out quick. Yeah, he gets the ball out quick because he doesn't trust his offensive line. No. You know, so he's getting the ball out, doesn't want to get hit. I, I totally get it. Uh, at 22, a team they lost to a few weeks ago, uh, the Cleveland Browns. The Browns offense, uh, it, it just hasn't done anything since Deshaun Watson has been there at quarterback. Um, I don't really have any faith in this Browns team. The defense isn't as bad as it was earlier in the year, but I don't think they're any better than this ranking. No, I was kind of rooting for Cleveland to, to finish the season off on a high note, win your last couple of games, but the offense is just taking such a big step back. And I know the weather has you know a big part to do with it, but Deshaun Watson averaged 4.4 yards of attempt against New Orleans. That's pretty awful. Yeah, and they lost to a team that had to deal with the same weather conditions they did to a team that plays indoors, and that team beat them, uh, the New Orleans yep. Saints. So uh, the Saints are my 21st-ranked team. You can tell I don't have a lot of faith in the NFC South. This is my highest-ranked NFC South team. Um, but I think I might even be gift-wrapping them a ranking here, even putting them this high. Yeah, I don't like watching this team. <laughs> It's just so Gosh. boring to me. Is that is am I allowed to say I that? Know. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I don't know who's going to win the NFC South. I thought it was going to be Tampa for sure, but I I really have no idea right now. I just know it's not going to be. It's the not going to be the Falcons. That's the only thing that we know for sure. Yeah, sweet. Okay, at twenty, I've got the Seattle Seahawks. They're another team that's been going in reverse. They were seven and five. They're now seven eight. They have a huge game this week. They're kind of getting forgotten in this wild card mix. They're still very much in it, Marcus, but uh, they've got to beat the Jets this week at home. Yeah, I think they're basically out of the playoffs if they don't beat the Jets. It is at home, uh, so they've got that going for them, but the defense has just been so bad over the last few weeks. Doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Yeah, it really doesn't. Right ahead of them is another team that doesn't inspire confidence. They did not do anything on Saturday night. They did kind of walk into an emotionally charged situation. I'm speaking of the Raiders who played at Pittsburgh. Uh, they law uh, they beat Seattle a few weeks ago, but you know this is a nowhereville season for the Raiders at six and nine. And what's so frustrating is that they've lost so many of these coin flip games. Right? They were beating Pittsburgh for 59 minutes of the game. They lose. They were beating the Rams for literally every part of that game until the final you know, second, and they lost. They they lost to the Colts in a game they shouldn't have lost. They lost to the Chiefs when they were up 17 points. They lost to the Cardinals when they were up 20-0 to zero in the fourth quarter. Like, Just two of those games go the opposite way, and we're talking about the team as a playoff team. It's just it's incredible how the season's gone for the Raiders. But I think a really simple thing, simple Simon deal with this team, is they're not scoring enough points. No. Period. You know, whether it was a Rams game, whether it's this game, they're just not scoring enough points. Uh, well, even think about the um, the Patriots game, right? Like they only had 
24 points going into that game. Or excuse me, they had 17 points until the final drive of the game, and then they got the Chandler Jones touchdown. Just weren't good enough. Just not good enough on that side of the ball. Another team that really uh, struggles to score, they, they, they move the ball at times, and then their running game goes on them. Their passing game is intermittent at best. Their quarterback provided a spark, but is he's been very inconsistent to the Washington Commanders. I have them at 17. I still like their defense. I still like the way they can match up with a few teams, and I still think they're very much a threat to, to get that seventh seed, but they've got some work to do. You asked me last week, is there any way that the, the commanders can go back to Carson Wentz? And they did in this game. Heineke got benched at a point, you know, and I don't think he was awful, but sounds like we could be getting Carson Wentz this week. Uh, yay. Uh, at 16, <laughs> sorry, man. That's Oh, gosh. What did you say? It would have been the matchup of the second overall picks. You know, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yes. We got it. Uh, number one overall pick here uh, at number 16, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. It's a little bit of a high ranking for a team with the losing record. Okay. Um, but they've played better, and it looks like they're going to win the AFC South. No, they did have some big injuries uh, that happened over the last couple of days. Cam Robinson, their left tackle, out for the yep. year. Uh, Dwayne Smoot, uh, that was playing really well on their defensive line, tore his Achilles. I think they're going to host a home playoff game in round one, and it's wild. Yeah, that Cam Robinson injury is big, yeah. man. Uh, that That's a big injury for them. Uh, number 15, a team that lost another really tough game. Uh, they're the latest team to fall under the Vikings' fourth quarter hex. Uh, I should say last seconds of the fourth quarter hex. Uh, the New York Giants at 15, but I think the New York Giants are going to be the sixth seed. Yeah, and they're going to be a tough out for whoever they play in round one. I, if you're in Minnesota, you absolutely don't don't want to see this team come play you again. So it's going to be tough. Uh, poor Minnesota. You're gonna they're probably going to be thirteen and four, and might only be a three point favorite in round one. Yeah, at number fourteen, a team that I don't think is actually pl- playing well enough to really be at this spot, but they beat some of these teams behind them, including the team I just mentioned, the Giants. Uh, Detroit Lions, big loss for them, huge loss for them uh, in Charlotte this past weekend. Okay, so with the Lions at 14, a team the Lions were beating earlier this year, and this team came back in the second half. That would be the Miami Dolphins at 13, but Miami's not really coming back on anybody right now. They weren't getting good quarterback play in the second half. I think two had three interceptions in the fourth quarter. Now he's not playing, Marcus, a concussion. Tough to know what to do with the Dolphins, with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think Tua should play the rest of the year. They haven't made any announcement like that. I'm just saying that. Why would you play a guy that's had three concussions? What do you think Miami here? Yeah, they've lost three straight games. The offense looks good at times and then completely falls apart. Like the second half offense was so bad for Miami. They're in real danger of not making the playoffs, and all they need to do is win one more game. I'm nervous about them. I I don't. I think they're going to lose their final two. Let me ask you this: Do you think Tua has the opportunity to be your franchise quarterback going forward? Like yes. to be a real good player. Yes, I do. Okay, I want to give him at least one more full year. Sure, sure. Why play him the rest of the year? What's the benefit? I think it's because Miami feels with Tua, 
they can hang with any team in the league. Great. And they know which water they can. Okay, so they make the playoffs and they get bounced and they jeopardize his health. I I know. But there's also a world in which they they get favorable matchups throughout the playoffs and all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl before you know it. I don't know, man. I just don't see it. I think it's I, know. I think for I think it's way too big a risk for both player and organization, but the player's health should be the primary concern here. I don't know that that's always the case. But I don't know. I'm not in the Dolphins building. Uh, I don't want to say that they're doing something uh, not on the up and up. I just think he should be shut down for the rest of the year. That's what I'm saying. At number 12, I actually have the Jets over the Dolphins. I know the Jets haven't won any games lately either. But with Mike White back in the lineup, I think they're a stronger team than Miami is with Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. I can see that. It's just so hard for me to put the Jets high because of that offense and how inept it's been over the last couple of weeks. And maybe Mike White solves everything, but then again, it's, it's still Mike White. So <laughs> these teams are also difficult. What's that? Does he need to solve everything? They've got good young players on defense. He can get the ball into his playmakers hands. He doesn't need to throw for three fifty and three touchdowns for this team to win. He just needs to be competent, which he's been. Yeah. which he's been. So uh, I actually like the Jets overall supporting cast a little bit more than Miami, Marcus, because of the defense. Sure. So um, we'll see, though. They've got a tough game against Seattle. That's a must win for both teams, honestly. Uh, at number 11, I've got the Green Bay Packers. I know you hate this, but where where do I put them? I mean, they're better than the Dolphins right now. They're better than the Jets right now. They're better than Detroit right now. I think they're better than the Giants right now. Uh, I think they're better than the Commanders right now. I also think they're better than the Steelers, who you probably have one spot ahead of them. Two spots ahead of them? Did I? We skipped the Steelers because I'm an idiot. That's right. Actually, we don't have to talk about the Steelers. It's fine. We know, but we did. I was going to actually make fun of you skipping them, and then I actually did skip the Steelers. So where do you have the Steelers? I had the Steelers at 18. That's hilarious. I was going to do you a favor and skip. I, I just kept thinking. <laughs> and then we actually did. <laughs> I, I just kept thinking like, oh, get them. Yes, the I should say. I, I have the Raiders at 19 and I have Pittsburgh at 18. And okay, we went straight good. to the Commanders at 17. <laughs> I was worried that the world was going to like catch on fire. So uh, yeah, that's, that's right. I, Green Bay, anywhere between 14 and 11 feels about right. Yeah, I just look at the way that they're playing right now. I don't go off of just one game. Green Bay has been pretty good for a few weeks now. You know, their last loss was against Philadelphia on that Sunday night game. Uh, just a quick note on Pittsburgh. I uh, Apologies if you're a Steeler fan and I skipped over the Steelers, but Marcus hates talking about them. So I was trying to do him a solid. Uh, at I don't. I think Pittsburgh at 18 is actually pretty generous, but uh, Marcus and I went over this before the show there's a really good chance that Pittsburgh could be your seventh seed and playing Kansas city again in the playoffs or Buffalo or Buffalo. Or they played earlier this year and got destroyed. How angry would you be if Pittsburgh played Buffalo and the game played out like the week one game in 2021? (laughs) Oh, I'd be sick to my stomach as a longtime Buffalo bills fan. Oh yeah. As a lifelong, as a lifelong Okay, this is where this really gets ugly. Uh, 10 and 9, you're going to hate. All right, at 10, 
I have no confidence in this team whatsoever. You have more confidence than I do. I think they're going to lose the last week of the season. They're going to make the playoffs, but they're not winning their division, the Baltimore Ravens. It's so tough because I feel like with a healthy Lamar Jackson, I do trust this team quite a bit to to be competitive, and they can hang with anybody. But Tyler Huntley, the the offense is just so bad. They they can't hit any big plays. There's no threat of a passing game at all. It's just when do we see Lamar? This exact same situation played out last year where Lamar gets hurt with five games left, and it's, hey, maybe he'll be back this week. Maybe he won't. Now John Harbaugh is saying, well, we'll have to just wait and see. Don't don't count on him this week. I, I don't know. I don't know. Which is, And I don't like this ranking either, which is why I have the Patriots at nine, because I know the Patriots are in every game. The Patriots, they had an opportunity this week to knock off the Bengals. Uh, nobody's really blowing the do- – the only team that's really blown the doors off the Patriots, oddly enough, the Bears' last win. I know. Can you no. believe that? But the problem with the Patriots is just it's such an anti-Patriots team, right? So many dumb turnovers, uh, mistakes, special teams, errors, fumbles, bad interceptions, missed tackles. I, I think I do trust the Ravens to actually close these games out more than I trust the the Patriots. With Tyler Huntley? Even with Tyler Huntley, yeah. Wow. And that's saying something. I just – this Patriots team is just so undisciplined. I just feel like the opportunities have been there for this team, you know, but you're right. Usually in years past, this was a team that had the plus uh, turnover diff. This, this is a team that was, you had the opportunistic defense. I would say not always a suffocating defense, right. but would get the takeaways when they needed it. Uh, a clear, clear uh, difference between the eighth ranked team and these teams that we were just talking about the chargers who have turned it on, at the right part of the season. Now I know they played the Colts this week, but they, they played the Colts and they dominated the Colts uh, on the road, on the road, 20 to three, they did what they had to do. And I saw your tweets about uh, Justin Herbert had some lasers in this game. Yeah. He's always so much fun. Good news for the chargers. They're getting healthier. Joey Bosa starting to practice this week Rashawn Slater could be back for the playoffs it's it's so anti-chargers for them to actually start playing well at the end of the year. I'm, I'm just not used to it. I'm used to them collapsing in December. <laughs> really? Well, there's no world that I want this to be a Super Bowl matchup, but if my number seven team and the chargers played in the Super Bowl, I think it would be such an exciting game. It's just neither one of these teams deserves it. It's the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, at seven, they escaped again with a 61-yard field goal against the Giants. They're still negative, Marcus, in the point differential. Um, I'm, I'm honoring their record over the Chargers, but I think these teams are really even, Steven, at this point. <sighs> yeah. I mean, we should at some point, we need to give the Vikings a little bit more credit because they are figuring out ways to win these games. And like I told you, like every time you, you win one of these games, I think the confidence grows. Just keep it close, and Cousins is going to win it for us at the end. So kudos to the Vikings, man. Give me one win of the Vikings that you can remember this year that was like what the Chargers did tonight, where they went and played a team, suffocated them defensively, made plays on offense, and won 20-3. The Cowboy game. (laughs) Yeah, in reverse. The Philadelphia game also. (laughs) 
Oh, boy. Speaking of the Cowboys, they're number six. I didn't say speaking of the whole night. Hope you are all proud of me. Uh, the Cowboys, okay. Um, I know Cowboys fans, including yourself, were super excited about Saturday's game. I guess I saw a lot of problems there, but that was an exciting game. So I, I will let you go first here. Oh, it, was a, it was a big win for the Cowboys, I think confidence-wise, to show that they can hang and beat the best team in the league, even without Jalen Hurts. So um, I, I don't want to put too much stock into a game that neither team had a lot of incentive to win, but they got they got a win that they needed to get. I guess I just feel like you let a team with their backup quarterback go up and down the field on you. I really thought the Eagles should have won this game Kudos to Dallas for rising to the occasion when they needed to, forcing those takeaways. But Marcus, I I am be very concerned as a Cowboys fan about the state of the defense right now. Now the good news is you you got into two different deficits when you were down by ten in this game and managed to come back and win. So that's encouraging. But yeah, you're right. The defense is not trending in the right direction at all. Bland is very encouraging. He's playing the ball and playing the receiver really well. I think Diggs, even though he had a bad play in this game, is having a really nice year. Mm -hmm. And I think Micah Parsons had his best game since I think maybe the Rams game uh, earlier this year um, in terms of winning uh, at the line of scrimmage over and over again. I love that he called the timeout or wanted, encouraged Mike McCarthy to call the timeout so they could get a good pass rush. Three Cowboys up front won their battles on that last play, and I think it's because they had a breather. And it was the difference in the game, uh, quite possibly. Number five, I've moved this team down. I've got Kansas City now uh, at the Ooh. five hole. Uh, I, I still think they're a really good team. I just don't think they're as good as my top four, uh, top to bottom. They are so dependent on their quarterback, which is why Patrick Mahomes very well may be the favorite to win the MVP. I don't think you're wrong, but I'm going to make a prediction right now. You ready? Yeah. I think the Chiefs are going to be your one seat in the AFC this year. Of course, a big game uh, in that regard this week when the Bills travel to Cincinnati. You know, one of those teams is going to take an L. Who the Chiefs have both lost to, by the way. Yes, yes. You know, a Kansas City Chargers playoff game would be awesome. Awesome. Almost as good as Chiefs Steelers. (laughs) Number four, I feel bad every week having this team not be closer to number one. Every week, I'm like, this is the most impressive team in football. I feel this way every week. And every week, I sit down and do these things, and I never put them anywhere near number one. So will you make a case for me both for and against the 49ers at four? Should they be higher? Do I have them in the right spot? Four and against. What? what you know what's funny? I, I think – I think if Brock Purdy's name was Jimmy Garoppolo, you'd have them at two right now, to be honest. But I think there's just Probably. some uncertainty because it's a seventh-round rookie is why you're holding them back because this team is so complete. Like, tell, tell me their weakness right now because they don't have one. I mean, the case for being number one uh, is they haven't lost a game since, what was it, the Atlanta game? When their whole team was banged up, or Kansas City, one of the, either one of those was their last loss, bro. That's like October, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
their defense has been suffocating, absolutely suffocating, and they're not even playing with their best guys. They're playing with their third-string quarterback. I don't know why I started talking like this, yep. but it sounded really cool. Uh, they, they got no Debo, uh, no Elijah Mitchell out there. Their pets' heads are falling off. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> George Kittle, dude, has been balling. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm. Uh... So, should I have him higher than this? No, nah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, I, three or four is where they. Because it's hard with the Bengals, who I'm assuming you have at number three. I do. I do. And I think the Bengals are so good. I've been on you for a long time. You finally came around on the Bengals. Oh, stop it. I've been on Bengals culture this whole time. Oh, jeez. Okay. So I'm just going to say right now, Buffalo is my number two. So Cincinnati's three, Buffalo's two. These teams are playing each other. What do you expect? Because this game's in Cincinnati. I know we're going to do our picks podcast. But just matchup-wise, looking at this game, Josh Allen's not going to be able to afford having any you know, errant throws in the red zone. He's a great player, but Joe Burrow has played as good as any quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. It's tough because I think Burrow matches up really well against Buffalo's defense because he gets rid I of the too. ball quick. He's got match, you know, big-time matchups on the outside. I think the Bills are going to be okay because where Cincinnati is really good is that they can stop the run equally as well as they can stop the pass. But as we've seen for Buffalo, like if they go up against a good run defense, they're just going to say, forget the run. Let's just throw the ball all over the field. And that's where Cincy can get in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. And then when they start doing that, they sneak a couple design QB draws or one read and go plays for Josh Allen and he is devastatingly good on those plays. He's Correct. so good. Yeah. I just think this game being in Cincinnati makes a real difference. What what would you gauge Joe Burrow's odds? Not I don't mean Vegas odds. I mean Marcus odds of winning MVP. Uh, he's not the favorite. He's not even in the top two. But I will say we've seen these like late season games, standalone Monday night football games. If Burrow goes out there and he throws for 400 yards and three touchdowns and they beat the Bills, I think you'll see a lot of Burrow MVP talk at the end of the year. Yeah, I would have it right now. Well, I would have it personally for me, Hurts, but I think if I was prognosticating, I'd say Mahomes one, Hurts two, Burrow three, Allen four, and who knows at five for MVP right now. Herbert? Maybe it's not a bad call. I mean, he doesn't have the stats of some of these other quarterbacks, but if I would have told you like five weeks ago, hey, the Chargers are going to clinch a playoff spot in the AFC with two games left, you never would have believed me. Like after they lost that Raiders game, it's wild. What if I told you, you know who I would say is number five if I was doing it? And I don't really honk about this guy much. Everybody else does. It's not that I don't like him. I just, Never end up talking about him because everybody else does, and so I don't have to. I think I'd have Justin Jefferson as my number five one for for MVP. Uh, okay, so that's the Bengals, the Bills, and by the way, that was no disrespect to Josh Allen. The Bills no. are a great team. It's just they're playing in Cincinnati. I think tough this game. is going to be the tough, toughest test of the season for them uh, since they played the Chiefs at Arrowhead, who they did beat. I should add. Um, okay, number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. We talked about the Cowboys side of this game. If we switch over to kind of the Philadelphia thing, I think the biggest takeaway in this game for me is that their best player got hurt. 
their best player at his job. And that would be Lane Johnson. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how long they're going to be without him. Probably the rest of the regular season. That's a huge injury for them. They had an injury on defense. I still think Philadelphia is the best team in the NFC, Marcus, but it's got to be encouraging if you're an Eagles fan to go in there with Garner Minshew and almost knock the Cowboys off and to know that your backup quarterback can play at that level. Yes, I agree. Now, the concern would be they had everybody on defense, right? They had their entire starting defense. Everybody was available to them, and they gave up 40 points to Dallas, right? And I know some turnovers helped. But still, Dallas was averaging a ridiculous amount of yards throwing the ball. Yeah, they didn't run yep. the ball particularly well. They couldn't stop Ceedee Lamb. Phillies should be the number one team in the league by far, but I do think they have some flaws on defense. They got to figure out, and they just lost Avante Maddox. It seems like for the season, their slot yes. corner, Chauncey Gardner Johnson's a little banged up. So we'll see. Yeah, I was going to say they did They did lose Maddox. They did get a big play from their defense early in the game that put points on the board. We should be fair and, and at least say yeah. that. But, you know, that was – gosh, what drive in the game was that? That was like the first or yeah. second possession. After that, it was, it was tough. Um, I was really encouraged, though, that you lose a game on the road with your backup quarterback when you have three giveaways in what from like the late third quarter to the mid-fourth quarter. They had three giveaways. Yep. Uh, you know, that shows you how good of team this team is. They can beat you a lot of different ways. I still think they're the most complete team in the league, and uh, they quite possibly have the MVP. Although I think Jalen Hurts being hurt at the end of the year like this, even though it shouldn't matter that much, is probably going to cost him the MVP award. It will. Yep. It cost Carson Wentz in 2017, right? Right, right. It's a great call there. So, again, the top five, Kansas City at five, 49ers at four, Bengals at three, Bills at two, Eagles at one. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about the Cowboys after this win. I, I'm i still a little suspect. I think you rated them in the right spot. Yeah, at six. Yeah. Uh, but I do think Dallas is clearly better than both the Vikings and the Chargers, who I have at seven and eight. So yeah. the Cowboys are kind of in their own tier uh, there. So – uh, and I hate my nine and ten teams, Patriots and Ravens. I just ask Steelers at eleven. <laughs> Steelers are eighteen. I just oh, think sorry. that's hysterical. We miss them. So those are my power rankings uh, for this week. But as always, I give you the final word. What do you have? All right, going into week seventeen, here are six playoff matchup matchups. You tell me on a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest, one being the lowest. How excited you are for these games? Uh, okay. Bills one seed in the AFC. We've got two seven Chiefs Dolphins. I'm a set. I'm a seven for that game. I kind of like that matchup. Yeah. I think I'm like an eight or nine. I love that one. Uh, three six Bengals Chargers. I'm at more like a nine on that yeah, one. I'm a full ten on that one. You get the two quarterbacks uh, from the uh, 2020 class. That's fun. I just wish it was in L.A. so I could see the powder blues, but okay. that's okay. Uh, Jags Ravens four five matchup is negative one. A it's possibility. Not an That's not an that option. would be our one p.m. Eastern time Saturday game while everybody's uh, still waking up. I, I would want to watch that game for one reason. I want to see Trevor Lawrence carry on what he's done from what, what would you say maybe the second half of November to this point? Yeah, maybe since the Lions game after they got dusted by the Lions, he's been great. Uh, next one. Uh, okay, we've got Vikings. 
Commanders, 2-7. I guess I should change my uh, score to a 1 for the Jacksons. Negative 1 is not available. Okay, Commanders at Minnesota. I mean, I love Washington and Minnesota playing in the NFC playoffs. It feels very 1970s, Bud Grant, George Allen-ish, but unfortunately, or, or even 80s, 87 NFC Championship game. Great video on YouTube. I don't know who did it, but just look it up. It's really amazing work from somebody I might know. Um, I would, uh, I'm going to give that a, you know what? I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to give that a seven. Okay. Uh, next one. How do you feel about that one? Uh, I five, you have five, probably like a three. I'm just whatever. Okay. Uh, 49ers giants, three, six matchup. How many, first of all, how many times did we see the Kyle Williams fumble, uh, leading up to this game? (laughs) And second of all, how excited are you for it? Uh, how many times do we see the uh, Lawrence Taylor recovering Roger Craig's fumble? How many times do we see Jim Burt hitting Joe Montana and then Leonard Marshall hitting Joe Montana? How many times do we see the fake or not the kick, the the snap that went awry and they tried to throw the ball deep? Remember the Giants, yep. the 2002 uh, playoff game? Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to give this a full 10. I'll go nine. I won't go 10. I'll go nine. Uh, what about you? Probably two, two and a half. Come on. The game's not going to be close. It's, it is going to be an absolute snoozer. That's going to be the Sunday Fox game that I'm just not excited. I'll Our admit it. Su- I just want to see yeah. classic teams go at That's it. Fine. Uh, I'm just telling you how these games are lining up. Our Sunday night football game in round one, the Cowboys going to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, I am at like a negative 50 in this game because my, oh, I, I will be so nervous for this game. And so not looking forward to this one. I've, I'm at a three or a four All for right. this one. So there yeah. you go. That's where we're at. So our best playoff game, the problem with Miami, Kansas city, I know you're really into that, but with Teddy Bridgewater, it's not the same. It's not game. the same. No. I think the Chargers Bengals is the best game. I just love the Giants 49ers matchup because they've played some epic games. It's a great uni matchup, and the 49ers are fun to watch. Yeah, I, I just want Chargers Bengals for just a, the, the QB play because Herbert and Burrow couldn't be more different in the way they play. Yeah. And it was yeah. so much fun. Oh, but the other playoff game in the AFC is just Jack that's the worst. That's okay. <laughs> talk about an eyesore. There's uh, also a good chance that we get uh, Bengals, Jags, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I could I could deal with that. But uh, did the Bengals and Jags play a really exciting game last year, like an overtime on Thursday yeah. night in yep. Cincinnati? Is that the game where Urban That's Meyer game didn't Urban. fly back? Yeah, Urban didn't fly back. He got into and he went to like Twin bubble. Peaks or something. Yeah, he got or himself he into went a, to a bar. Listen, it all happens yeah. to us. It's fine. <laughs> We've all been there. Hey, we have. Who was the other coach? I've been trying to think. Who was the other coach that didn't make it out of their rookie year besides Bobby Petrino, Urban Meyer, and Nathaniel Hackett? There's one more. Um, did I you see know. the list? I did see the list, but I forgot. He forgot already. Yeah. That's, that's hurtful. All right. That's it for All today's right. show. That's it. <laughs> sure you don't want to talk about the Urban Meyer Jacksonville experiment? 
Nah, do you remember when Sean Khan, their owner, said it's an exciting time to be alive? I do. About <laughs> Urban Myers hiring. Yeah, there we go. So we'll we'll leave you with that. I think you need to get behind the Washington Minnesota game, though. I think that could be an exciting game. Well, Kirk Cousins revenge game. Former well, team. Yes. Yes, and uh, every Minnesota game has been exciting this year, and um, I don't know. We'll okay. see. I'm not All right. Mad, we'll go. Yeah, we're done. We're done. You want more hot takes like that, follow Locked On Cowboys. It's the best Cowboys podcast out there. And uh, Marcus does it with Landon McCool, who's always a big proponent of our work here at the Power Ranking Show. Merry Christmas to you, Landon. Also, uh, <laughs> give him a follow, man. He's got a great follow on the, McCool on the BCB. Yep, check him out. On the on the Twitter. Uh, Marcus also covers the Raiders for USA Today. Really exciting times over there at 6 and 9. And writes for PFF.com. I am at Harrison NFL. We really appreciate you guys. We'll be doing picks on Wednesday, and we will preview that exciting Bills-Bengals game in depth. Uh, We appreciate you guys. As always, hope you had a great Christmas, and we'll talk to you in a few. Take care, everybody. Broncos country. Let's ride. (laughs) 